Say hello to a new friend on an old road. Take a two-lane trip of memories into mysteries unknown. Come along for the ride. Jim Hinckley's America. Jim Hinckley's America. got uh, the music there from joe and the boys of the road crew road crew 66.com uh always great uh road trip inspirational tunes well uh i have an electrifying program for you we're going to be talking to mike may he is an avid Route 66 enthusiast involved with a lot of uh, a lot of preservation projects, promotional projects, and he's also an avid uh, electric vehicle enthusiast and a Tesla owner. And we're going to be talking about uh, somewhat controversial. It shouldn't be. Route 66 has always been about evolution, about change, and uh, well, it's no different. Things are changing. This is an exciting new chapter. A couple of little things about uh, electric vehicles you might not be aware of. A little bit of uh, one opportunity to fill your head with useless knowledge rather than no knowledge at all, I suppose. The first person ever struck and killed by an automobile in the United States was a gentleman by the name of Bliss. Now, I have no idea how slow Mr. Bliss was. But he was struck and killed by an electric taxi cab in New York City in 1898. Pretty amazing. Electric vehicles have been with us for a long, long time. Uh, another good one for you, Woods Dual Electric. Out of uh, They were produced, Woods was built in Chicago. Uh, they built the first car that was ever imported into Hawaii, an electric vehicle. And in 1916, they built a car that they advertised as the uh, car that soils the air less. And this was a uh, hybrid electric gas automobile. And for those who are joining us live this morning, you wonder why we're doing a special program. Uh, this will be published tomorrow. It's going to be live today. We had a scheduling confliction and a little bit of confusion. And if we wanted to catch Mike, we had to record this this morning. So uh, that's why we're doing this this morning. And speaking of scheduling conflictions and changes, uh, Speaking of scheduling conflictions, we are going to, uh, well, 
we're going to be changing this a little bit. We've been doing a morning format, but for a little bit at least, we're going to probably have to go to a twice a week format, and I'll be posting the uh, details soon. And who do we have with us this morning? Okay, uh, we've been talking about electric vehicles. We've been talking about uh, scheduling changes to coming to Wake Up With Jim. And I also want to share a couple other quick updates before Mike joins us this morning. We have uh, uh, let's see. I have a new schedule of community education programs being posted uh, that I'll be teaching at Mojave Community College for the first time we're going to be offering in person and uh, zoom of course we can't do this for the walking tours but we will be doing this for the uh, classroom we have a great program called uh, romanticism in the southwest i will have details up on that real soon uh, we have a walking tour in We have a, a walking tour in Coyote Pass scheduled for Saturday, September, uh, February 19th, 9th, uh, 19th, if you're in the Kingman area. And who do we have with us this morning? Good morning, Jim. Mr. Mike, how are you? I'm all right after these uh, technical problems oh. getting this app sorted out. And yeah, I really and I put work. you on the spot. Uh, I apologize for the confusion. Okay. Ah, well, you know, this last few years, I think we've all learned that, uh, well, being flexible like Gumby, Gumby is important. Yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> it's kind of, uh, some days I'm flexible and some days I'm like, I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> Uh, before you joined us, I was just providing some updates. I explained to people we were kind of having to do something a little special this morning because I uh, kind of conflicted the schedule somewhat. And I was talking about electric vehicles, uh, the first pedestrian ever struck and killed in the United States by an automobile was uh, struck by an electric vehicle in 1898. So these, these things have been around for a while. It's not new. It's amazing that they've become a little controversial, but... Uh, uh, people just have trouble with change, I guess. I think that's mainly it. I was explaining, too, that you're an avid Route 66 enthusiast as well as a passionate uh, EV owner. Yeah, that's uh, that's about right. We were My wife and I have been roadies for long before we owned electric cars, so we just kind of slot the EV part into being roadies, and that's kind of my niche at the moment is the uh the electric car guy that goes to all the roadie stuff i tell you what you're doing a great job and uh, you know uh, showing up at chilling on beals showing off your car encouraging people to go for a ride tesla needs to give you a commission though <laughs> that would be nice but pretty you know pretty much all tesla owners are sort of like that to one extent or another they're happy yeah. to show off what they got and i never had any kind of car that was out of the ordinary before that. So, you know, I was just driving 
bone stock Toyotas or, you know, I had a Toyota Echo for more than a decade, just a little compact car. So it's kind of a new experience for me to have something that has some performance. I was never somebody that had, you know, something like a, a powerful sports car before. I, I tell you, Tesla, I've always been fascinated with gadgets, technology, automotive in general. Uh, I joke about being modern Amish. My technical skills end with a Model A Ford. But uh, the Tesla has been a real game changer. It just makes every car on the road in the showroom is, is appear as antiquated as a Model T. It is so far advanced and pushing the envelope constantly. It's, yeah, it's pretty it, extraordinary. It is. And, well, a lot of times this is really cool. Sometimes, you know, it's like when, when you get an update to your phone, I get an update to my car. And a lot of times they're great. And sometimes they change something and I don't like it. <laughs> and you can't go back, just like you can't go back with your phone update. Like, and sometimes it, I didn't like that. I hope they fix it on the next update. <laughs> you know, I tell you, uh, you just uh, well last year took a pretty pretty good sized trip all the way back to Arcadia, Oklahoma, from Las Vegas, Nevada, with your Tesla. Yeah, yeah. we went to uh, Neon Fest. Uh, Jim Ross and Shelley Graham have a a thing at, at their place that is kind of like a neon. Uh, museum almost at their uh place back there that they do every year called neon fest and it's just kind of a get together of roadies to enjoy themselves and each other's company and and uh, go and see stuff around arcadia at large and that was trying to think of how how uh, far that was two to three thousand miles for us, because we're in Las Vegas, Nevada, and we didn't have a lot of time. I think we were gone six days. So it was more or less two days there and two days having fun with roadies and two days driving back. Oh, boy, I tell you, grand adventure, that's for sure. Yeah, there never seems to be enough time for all the ones we want to do. So oh, no, no. There's never enough time for road trips and travel. Well, you know, the big question I'm sure everybody wants to know, did you have any and I any charging issues? Um, not really. The only issue of note that was kind of a hassle was that our hotel in Oklahoma City had a charger that wasn't working. So I'd planned to plug it in overnight. But instead, the couple days that we were there, I had to drive to the supercharger, the Tesla fast charger, about, I don't know, 20 minutes away, and plug it in there for a little while instead of just having it ready in the morning. So that was a bit of a hassle, but, you know, manageable. But I, I've always been kind of a planner when, yeah. when taking trips, you know, use the gas app to find where the cheapest gas is knowing a day ahead of time where i'm going to stop for gas or or something like that so the change to knowing where i'm going to stop for a charger is not that much of a change for me for somebody that 
just kind of wings it, it might be a little more difficult. Well, that's why we have apps and websites like PlugShare. Right. To make these things a lot. Anything. And driving a Tesla, the car tells you where you need to charge. You know, we've become very uh, spoiled. And I have no other word. And I'm guilty myself. (laughs) Yes. But I read these old journals of people, even Edsel Ford, his trip in 1915, but specifically uh, the 1900 to 1910 period, these people had no problem. They knew that gasoline was going to be trouble. You couldn't find it in a lot of places. Uh, it was part of their adventure, their trip, their travel, their excitement. And uh, we just don't seem to have that sense of adventure that uh, our our forefather pioneers had. And uh, I think that's kind of regrettable. Yeah, in a, in a way, there's... Uh... Definitely the, the convenience factor involved yeah. in uh, getting people to do stuff. If it's a little too inconvenient, they're just, no. Well, you know, and the electric vehicle thing is has changed so fast. Uh, I, I know people now that are regularly traveling Route 66 with, with Teslas. Uh, it's becoming more and more of a common experience all the time. And now with these uh, places like Kingman, we're putting in uh, additional charging stations. It's uh, it's transformative. Yeah, there's uh, we, we just attended down in Kingman last weekend the opening of uh, 16 new superchargers at the powerhouse. Those are for uh, Teslas only right now. But I think Tesla is working on opening up their charging network for other cars because they're the most extensive uh, fast charging network by far. But um, the connector's not the same as for other cars. So there's there's some details to work out there before they open it up. But they're getting there maybe within the next year or so. Yeah, it, it's 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 just I, the speed of transition and change is just it's exhilarating. It's uh, and it's fascinating. You know, uh, now that you're a Tesla owner, do you think you would ever purposely go back to something like uh, just a normal regular car and no. be in, and be happy with it? Even even before we got the Tesla, we we have we have two cars in the house. We have a the Tesla and a Chevy Spark EV which is a 2014 model. And um, it's a short range EV just for around town. But even after we bought that about nine months before we got the Tesla, we were like, this is great. As soon as we can get something that we can take trips with, we won't need to buy a gas car ever again. And most people that buy EVs are like that. (sighs) You know, they get, they get a whiff and then, Everything else is dead to them. <laughs> you know, it's it's kind of like uh, most people are just waiting that, that have EVs and have a gas car also are just waiting for whatever is sufficient to replace that gas vehicle. And it's just not being made yet. No. Uh, the problem, the electric vehicle has always, in my opinion, been practical for urban use. Uh, it's long distance travel. And most of that's been the battery technologies and the charging infrastructure. 
we're still lagging quite a bit in, in many places with the infrastructure. But that and the battery technology both are changing again with such speed. It's, uh, it, it's, it's, it's just dramatic. It's a dramatic transformation in transportation. And uh, I know it unnerves a lot of people, like I said, we talked about in the beginning. People have a great deal of trouble with change. It's just, it's human nature. Uh, but, but this, this is just, it's all, it's just almost mind boggling. The transformation. Yeah. It, um, it's like, uh, the way computers have advanced, honestly, yeah. you know, I mean, cars, even gas cars are big computers now Yeah. and have, I mean, they've been adding computer components for 40 years. I had 1980 Chevy. They had a computerized fuel system and uh you know it just continues to get more and more computer stuff added and tesla and other electric cars are basically uh a continuation of that and are starting to drop the more uh, mechanical aspects like the gas engine but it they so the more they get like computers the faster they get changing like computers change and advance yeah yeah it's um i i just for me it's it's almost funny i just bought a 51 chevy truck that i have this harebrained idea and i was driving even that and i i cut my teeth i've driven god i don't even know how many of these old 48 to 53 chevy trucks but i drove this in from out by hackberry and even comparing it to my 98 Jeep, just how archaic and primitive. Uh, it, it just, uh, yeah. <laughs> it, 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 it's a challenge. Do you, do you uh, I know you regularly drive uh, to California. You, you, how many miles have you put on this thing now, Mike? Um, I think we're approaching 60,000. We got this no. in September 2018. And no real problems? No. You know, a couple little minor trim bits that got fixed under warranty and, you know, the normal car stuff that, you know, that you get when you buy a brand new car. Like, oh, this piece of trim is is not aligned properly and come out and, and fix some minor thing. But, you know, I had some sensor go out once, you know, and I had to take it in and they replace under warranty. But, you know, there haven't been anything like a breakdown or anything like that. We just hit the road. <laughs> you know, we charge it up in the garage. So it's full when we leave and we just go. Mike, you know, you, like I say, it's very impressive. Uh, you, like I say, you have become, for lack of a better word, you really have become a primary face for electric vehicles on Route 66. You and Jessica both have been just strong advocates. Thank you. I, and, I, you uh, know, I do what I can because, you know, I don't, I don't have an all-encompassing uh, knowledge of so many things like you do. So, you know, I wanted, I wanted a way to contribute, and that seemed like something that I could, that I could do because uh, Jessica and I both have full-time jobs. So anything that we, that we do has to be done in the spare time. Uh, so we, uh, 
unfortunately don't have uh, careers that are directly related to Route 66. So, you know, we do what we can in the in the spare time. And having an EV is something that's not common. So I feel like we can, you know, contribute there. It, it's a really intriguing, uh, Mike. I, I, uh, I've been long been an automotive enthusiast, and uh, it's exciting to see the, the, the sometimes grudging acceptance of electric vehicles. But even people like uh, Jay Leno, I was, uh, he's always been a very strong electric vehicle person. He's, he's had a, quite a collection of early electrics. And I was uh, recently uh, seeing a project of his where he's taking a 1918 Detroit electric basket case and he's converting it so it's basically a resto mod. It will appear as an original 1918 Detroit, but it's going to have all modern EV components. Mm. And uh, I'm starting to see more and more people make electric hot rods. And I find that kind of a, a fascinating endeavor. Yeah, I um, I remember when um, the International Route 66 Festival happened in Kingman in 2014, and the uh, EV Museum opened in the powerhouse. They had a couple guest EVs there, and one of them was uh, White Zombie, a... Uh, a modded uh, Datsun. Oh, yeah, 1974 70, Datsun B210. Yeah, that was, you know, it wasn't a long-range EV. It was, it was a short-range EV, but it was street legal, and it was as fast as the fastest Tesla is now. Uh, John Wayland, who built that, was at, the last time I talked to him, he was uh, trying for the... Uh, he had applied for a Guinness world record. It's being verified. Mm. I can't wrap my head around this, but apparently at Portland Speedway, he'd set uh, zero to 60 in 1.9 seconds recently with that. Yeah. And I, 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 I can't even ridiculous. comprehend this. <laughs> yeah. And the, the, the fastest, you know, latest three motor Teslas are, are, are right around there now and of course he had this this car you know self-built years and years ago it, it was it's kind of been uh, a uh, hope beyond my uh, capabilities to one day have some kind of a classic car that's got electric innards not uh, not to um wreck anything that's already original but you know there's plenty of classic cars out there that have already had their uh innards replaced you know yes. the modern, engines, modern transmissions and all that stuff and so to have something like that converted to electric i think would be pretty cool and there's a few that have, that have done it but they're not very common at all I've lost uh, track i haven't uh, followed up on it but about two years ago uh, neil young the, the uh, singer, he was working on converting a 1959 Lincoln and making oh. it a long-range EV. And uh, another interesting and obscure project, I'm sure. Yeah, well, and a 59 Lincoln's probably got plenty of space for a lot of batteries, too. Whew. Now, those cars were so big, they did not come with a VIN number. They had a zip code. 
And you could uh, put a mailbox on the front fender and call it home. Those, those things were just massive. Yeah. I, you know, when we go down to uh, car shows, especially the ones in Kingman that have tons of classic cars, you see the ones from the late 50s. So yeah. huge and beautiful. Yeah. I, I lean a lot towards the 30s cars myself for the styling. Uh, mm. You were down on this weekend. You've been traveling from Vegas up to Seligman and back on uh, Route 66. Yeah. Just like last weekend, we went for the Supercharger opening in Kingman. We came through again on Saturday and uh, stopped and charged at the powerhouse at the new Superchargers and then headed on to Seligman. We were going to meet up with some friends there, but they turned out to be out of town. <laughs> and so we ended up just kind of having a late lunch in Seligman and then coming back on 66 just a, a nice cruise you know in the 20 to 30 minutes we spent at the powerhouse with the car plugged in you know we're in the gift shop chatting up the folks there and getting pins and mugs and you know all the stuff that we accumulate from all our route 66 stops in that amount of time the car was nearly full and so we had enough to head out to seligman uh, had some uh, great late afternoon uh, meal at Westside Lilo's and then head back again into, into town and all the way back to Cayman again and uh, plugged in for another 10 minutes or so at the powerhouse that evening before heading home. You know, it's uh, that, that uh, Larry Klontz, I, I understand that the purists have trouble with anything on Route 66 changes. And I, I, they they need to, there's a myopia about Route 66, and people need to understand that Route 66 has always been in a state of evolution. The Route 66 mm -hmm. of 1930 was dramatically different from the Route 66 of 1950. And the EVs, I remember when Larry Klontz, the Economic Development Director in Shamrock, Texas. Uh, at the 2014 Route 66 Festival in Kingman, we had that crossroads of the past and what uh, future conference here. Mm -hmm. And there were some EV people here, people representing um, the Tesla charging, all kinds of things. And Larry Klontz jumped on it. And uh, he got uh, EV charging set up within less than a year at the uh, U Drop In in Shamrock. And he caught quite a lot of flack for desecrating an historic site. Uh, but he persevered, and it's paid off for the city. Yeah, well, that's good to hear. I, we used that charger in Shamrock on our way to and from the uh, Neon Fest in Oklahoma last October. And, you know, you could say, oh, it's, it's a desecration to the site. But it's not like the thing is sitting there in the front of the classic building blocking everybody's photos or stopping anybody from getting in. No. It charges off to the side. You know, it's a side parking lot. Mm -hmm. It's meant for cars to park in. So, you know, there. as long as you're uh, conscientious, you know, if the people putting in chargers are conscientious about, about what they're doing, you know, aware of what uh, they're working with, these things can be added and not be in the way. And the, and the same is with the powerhouse there in Kingman with the 16 chargers they added. They're not uh, front and center. They're off to the side. And what they're going to do is bring in all these Tesla owners 
who need to charge their car for 15, 20 minutes. They got somewhere to use the restroom. They're going to go into the gift shop. They're going to buy pins and mugs, and they're going to find out information about things to do where they are. And maybe they have time to go eat a meal, or maybe they find out about someplace that they want to do the next time that they come through. And so that's, that's really the, the boon of having something like that is people stop someplace that they didn't know about before and they learn about the area and they come and they do things there and, and uh, support what's going on in these communities a little bit more than if they were just cruising through on the interstate and stopping at a gas station and then mm-hmm. hitting the road again. As far as preserving historic integrity, uh, I was reading recently about a company in Washington State that's taking vintage gas pumps and uh, basically gutting uh, the old pumps, uh, uh, the pumping mechanisms, keeping the pumps so they look 100% original, but now they're electric vehicle charging stations. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I read that, boy, my face lit up. I can picture that giving a new lease on life to old gas stations along Route 66 and other highways. I think that would just be another opportunity to blur that line between the past and the present. Yeah, I think, you know, with as many gas stations as there are, even just having a fraction of them with some charging is is going to be um, a really convenient thing. For people i mean i don't want to say exactly how long it'll take for evs to take over and for gas cars to just kind of go away but it's going to happen and it'll happen faster than most people think so yeah gas stations are going to be gone and they're going to have to focus on their convenience store aspects rather than on the gas well we've had to do this for years there again you know the transitions and changes uh, you know, steam cars, you just don't see a lot of those around anymore. Uh, and for a while, uh, like the Stanley brothers, you know, they were visionaries. They were smart fellows. They really bankrolled. They thought that was the future. Well, surprise, it wasn't. The future changed. Yeah, it's changing all the time. Mike, I want to thank you for doing this this morning and thank you for your patience and, uh, God knows, like say we. Uh, I, I greatly appreciate your patience and flexibility on this. Oh, you're very welcome. It's always a pleasure talking with you. And, well, and you when we get to meet up. And... You've been in town twice in two weeks, and I have not been able to see you on both occasions. We're going to yeah, rectify you know, that. When when you're busy or you're or you're sick, you you know, thing things happen to everybody. So. Well, I've got a. Uh, oh, I've got something. You know, you're going to be in Needles for the event on September 12th. Right in two weeks, we're going to be there. Oh, okay. Um, you'll be able to see the the show that I added to my uh, car. Yes. Yes. I didn't, um, I, I didn't mention that, but uh, in one of these updates to the to the Tesla, um, they added the capability to do a light show, kind of like the light shows that people do on their houses for Christmas that are, you know, all the flashing lights set to music. You can do that with the car now. And I made a light show for route 66 and I can play that on my car at any of the 
Route 66 events that we go to. Well, very good. I sure look forward to it. And again, thank you for doing this. I got a, I got a couple of things to encourage you for another visit to Kingman, but we'll talk about that in needles. Okay. My friend, you and Jessica have a great day and have a safe trip home. Oh, thank you. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Folks, thank you for joining us this morning on a very special edition of Wake Up With Jim. Uh, we'll have this published uh, in a bit here. And uh, Say hello to I want to sure appreciate Mike and Jessica for their, for their tireless efforts. And... Uh, Take Mike for taking time to join us this memories morning. In the mysteries unknown. Come along for the ride. Jim Hinckley's America. Jim Hinckley's America.